Chapter Five of Vassar Studies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Vassar Studies by Julia Augusta Schwartz. Chapter Five, The Career of a Radical. Marion tried not to hear the sudden burst of applause, hand clapping, and girlish shrieks of inarticulate delight, softened by the distance to a joyous shrill commotion. The professor rose to shut the transom, while the score of seniors around the long, green-covered table seemed to draw deeper breaths. A flash leaped into eyes here and there, traveling swiftly with an apprehensive smile. One or two of the girls moved restlessly in their seats. Some fingered the fountain pens or snapped elastics on packets of notes. Others sat unnaturally still with a gaze carefully lowered. After an interval of silence came more faintly the murmur of another expanding uproar. The professor, resuming her place in the great easy-chair, hospitable with its quaint height of back and arms, said, "'If you please, Miss Roddice, we will go on with the report.' And Marian shuffled her notes hastily to find the summarized results of recent study. When she was speaking, the members of the class sat with eyes politely resting on her face, while their thoughts went roving at every recurrent swell of muffled exultation." it had been whispered throughout the college on the afternoon of that march monday that the announcement of senior honors would be made that night the honor list comprised the names of all seniors who had maintained a certain standard of scholarship during the four years as the students were never informed of their marks in recitation or examination except in case of failure to pass in a subject there was always wide scope for speculation concerning the possibilities of the announcement for some weeks before the decisive evening, daily chatter in the upper classes found absorbing interest in assorting the seniors into groups of those who were sure to get an honor, those who were only probabilities, and those who ought to get one, but undoubtedly would not be distinguished in that way. After chapel, though many students belonging to the evening history class loitered about the senior parlor in hopes that the messenger with the list would arrive before time for recitation, Marian had marched unswervingly to the professor's room she knew that she was numbered among the probabilities at the first sound of applause she could not keep herself from stiffening nervously although when she saw the girl opposite mischievously framing her lips the word congratulations she had turned away her face unsmilingly for marian did not believe in the honor system and marian's beliefs or disbeliefs invariably affected her actions throughout the creeping hour the professor calmly conducted the discussion apparently heedless of cheeks flushing into a slow glow under repressed excitement and eyes beginning to burn in elaborately indifferent faces there was a basket of growing ferns upon the table and marian remembered long afterward just how a spray of maiden hair drooped over the edge and a frond of sword fern hung broken halfway for an instant prolonged politely after i think that is all for to-night the girl sat quietly in painfully easy attitudes. Then, without haste, they began to gather up pens and notes, moving back their chairs leisurely, and lingering to look at book or picture or curious memento of foreign lands, before turning to catch a good-night nod and smile from the professor. Finally, some one of them reached the door and opened it, and they were passing laggingly in ones and twos out into the corridor. An instant's peace, and then a dash from around the corner, and a swoop and clutches of arms about three or four with you're on it you're on it and a rustling tumult and a crowding room the newsbringers with who and how many and is it so-and-so marian disentangled herself in stern silence while some one's joyous voice at her ear was exclaiming and you are one of the commencement speakers too 
Without a responsive glance, she walked swiftly away. Some of her friends who had come running after her with congratulations fell back, chilled and embarrassed. In her progress down the corridor, every alleyway was an ambuscade whence issued reinforcements exclamatory with goodwill. At the main staircase, a group standing with arms over shoulders around a girl with shining eyes and smiling lips fell upon Marion and drew her into the circle. The one in the center took her limp hand, clinging to it as if wistful for all sympathy. Just then someone passed rapidly by without looking toward them, and Marion, catching a glimpse of a face set in lines of bitter disappointment, heard a whispered comment. Everybody was certain that she would get an honor. Marion turned sharply upon them. Girls, her voice quivered from its strained pitch. Oh, girls, it's the injustice of it. And she was hurrying on to her own room alone. Pinned all over her door were notes of congratulation. With one sweep of her arm she was brushing them off, when she heard quick steps turning into the alcove. Marion, some of the honor girls are going to telegraph the news home. If you wish to do so, send word to the messenger room before ten o'clock. Marion did not even say thank you. I intend, and her tones were biting, that they shall never hear of it at home. As she spoke, there flashed before her memory an image of the slender little woman with hair fast changing to gray, with eager eyes burning in the thin face. She felt again the nervous kiss, more ambition than affection, which hurried her away to college every year. She heard the insistent voice, "'Remember, Marian, your grandfather led his class.' As swiftly came a vision, which lingered longer, of her father with his peaceful look. "'Live up to the best that is in you, daughter, and let the rest go.' Marian had entered her room, and, locking the door, sat down by the window to think, leaving the gas unlighted so as to prevent troublesome coals. As she leaned her elbows on the sill, staring out toward the library, she noticed that the lights were turned low, and the students had disappeared. From that she knew that it must be later than half-past nine, and there was the great question to be decided all over again before ten o'clock. Why should she not refuse to accept this honor which had been thrust upon her? The spirit of her whole college career demanded such a refusal. At the very opening of her new life, the keynote of her character had declared itself as a love almost pugnacious for intellectual independence. Undoubtedly, this trait, based upon a natural tendency, had been strengthened by her previous experience. The eldest daughter, in a large family, she had early assumed responsibility and authority. After graduating from the high school, three years of teaching had by no means weakened her habit of self-reliance close companionship with her father an earnest and liberal thinker supplemented by an enthusiastic assimilation of emerson's teaching sufficed to prepare her to become an active radical whenever her principles should happen to clash with precedent in taking the entrance examination for college her method was significant she worked leisurely being in no haste to measure achievement by the arbitrary limit set by another mind she did not hesitate to state her views in contradistinction to accept textbook decisions in the geometry paper she preferred to attempt original solutions thereby spending more time than was needed for ready memory reproduction she lingered over other points that interested her and slighted others she disliked so thoroughly to be an echo that she was almost tempted to display some originality in the matter of giving dates in choosing a subject from the list for essays she selected one upon which she had never thought instead of others which she was familiar it was somewhat of a trial to her to correct as required a series of ungrammatical sentences she felt vaguely antagonistic toward bringing independent phraseology into harmony with accepted standards 
upon her arrival at college she came into conflict with a state of affairs which cried out to the radical mind for help against precedent she found existing a system of self-government in the organization of the students into a self-governing body the faculty had directed the incorporation of three general rules referring to exercise sleep and attendance at chapel upon becoming a member of the college each student signed the constitution binding her in honor to respect the provisions therein enjoined marian objected to signing the constitution on the ground that the association was falsely styled self-government inasmuch as the laws had been originally imposed by a superior body after a spirited discussion of her position with the executive committee of the students association she was allowed to choose either to abide by the laws of the community which she had entered or to consider herself under the surveillance of the faculty marian replied with dignity that she had passed the boarding-school age and gave her formal signature to the document thereafter though keeping her pledge scrupulously she preached reform at every opportunity while maintaining that the rules were expedient in themselves as she was merely an individualist not an anarchist she focused her opposition up on the fact that in drawing up its own constitution the association had not been absolutely free this first experience turned the main energy of marian's reformatory zeal into one channel that of resistance to the conservative element at college as embodied in the authority of the faculty the great public question of her freshman year had considered the advisability of petitioning the faculty for permission to wear academic caps and gowns in the debate marian used her strength in protesting against appealing to the faculty if it was an association for true self-government she declared the students should carry out independently their own decisions when the petition was refused she promptly arrayed her forces on the side of caps and gowns although recognizing reasonableness in objections against the costume as being a relic of medievalism and as deepening the distinction between students and the outside world she argued that when girls were old enough to come to college they were sufficiently mature to expect persuasion instead of dictation marian herself was two years older than the average freshman it was due in a measure to her efforts that washington's birthday of the following winter was marked by an outburst of undergraduate rebellion against authority for certain reasons the faculty had decided not to give the day as a holiday the students were wrathful pinning their justification to the name of patriotism the birthday dawning discovered black-bordered posters announcing the death of patriotism the girls attended classes in travelling garb as if intending to catch the earliest train after dismissal as the instructors entered the classrooms they were greeted with national songs the professors found on the blackboards starring signs expatiating on incidents in american history which contrasted with the present celebration or rather want of celebration one teacher checked somewhat the obstreperous infatuation for our country by requiring her pupils to translate into latin the declaration of independence at dinner the seniors appeared dressed in black as priests and nuns while their tables were draped in mourning and ornamented with imitation tombstones a rope was stretched around the faculty table and flags were hung so as to cut them off from the students once during the meal the suggestion of a hiss was heard marian breathing in the air of insurrection began to hope that the girls would be capable in time of rising altogether in the might of unity to abolish the honor system marian was exceptionally suited to head such a crusade in accordance with university tradition the sympathies of the student body are almost invariably revolutionary 
from the first both in general and personal affairs marion had proved her lack of docility one season when the faculty deemed it wise in consideration of the waste of strength involved to prohibit the customary fourth hall play marion was chairman of the committee appointed to issue a mock playbill for the play that never came off she developed an unsuspected talent for satire so powerful that she barely escaped a reprimand the refusal to permit bicycle races on field day afforded her further scope for frowning denunciation of nursery methods and for effectively sarcastic speeches upon paternalism one winter the students circulated a petition asking for an extension of the christmas vacation marian had reached the stage when she declined to sign petitions of any kind from principal imagine her ire to hear one night in chapel an address to the girls apropos of the vacation petition scoring the two or three who had refused to give their signatures to the paper pledging all to return punctually if the request should be granted failing to grasp the point of the admonition marian assumed that her beloved principle of individualism was attacked she spent the evening in firing upon her inoffensive friends a fusillade of quotations chiefly emersonian it is only fair to add that marian seldom hid behind quotations she formed her own opinions and stood by them boldly in this respect she differed from the majority of the girls who however radical they might be in the mass were generally docile as individuals under the pressure of superior knowledge and experience occasionally a professor maybe particularly forceful and decided as well as brilliant exerted a strong even compelling intellectual influence independence in method of study was invariably required while originality of results when strikingly in discord with the established view was carefully corrected under one or two instructors of this description though many of the other pupils followed the leaders in the sheep-like way marian was continually demurring against what seemed to her dictatorial criticism she often attempted argument and was honored with notice as promising and set back upon herself as young yet in her manner of studying also marian was unlike the greater number of her mates the students were expected to spend two hours in the preparation of each lesson marian objected to the word lesson at an institution for higher education as she repudiated the designation of college girl instead of college woman frequently a teacher gave out so much work that more than the specified time was demanded and thus other subjects were robbed of due allowance girls are said to need the bit boys the spur the majority of the students permitted their work to master them they strained every nerve to accomplish the amount assigned robbing themselves of rest recreation and reserve vitality marian was slow steady and thorough after expending upon each piece of work the amount of time to which she considered it entitled even if she had failed to cover the ground required she passed on to the next task when some of her companions criticized her consciousness of the clock as unscholarly she found a reply ready in the fact that the college day is divided strictly into successive periods in deciding upon electives marian never consulted any one not even her father she acted unwaveringly upon the conviction that she herself understood her own needs better than anybody else sometimes when troubled by a suggestion of misgiving verging toward regret for having adopted a certain course she sweetened her philosophy of life with a grain of fatalism and refused backward looks when marian was elected an editor of the miscellany her department grew markedly independent students and faculty in their conduct of affairs which pertained to the community at large were frankly criticized 
the issue of the magazine became each month something of an explosive event faculty decrees were discussed freely lectures were sharply reviewed committee work was held up to public view hall plays were reported with an accompaniment of specific praise and blame perhaps even if occasionally the scorings were based on presumptions somewhat too absolute the power of the press in this particular instance tended toward elevation of ideal and improvement of effort the most successful reformers are seldom tender in handling personal feelings in moulding society they sometimes pinch an individual as marian sat there in her darkened room with her chin resting on her hands she could look back with satisfaction upon a succession of minor reforms in which she had been influential her class had been the first to curtail the extravagance of flowers at the sophomore party her chapter of the philalethean society had been the pioneer in reviving the old literary spirit of the organization she had served on the committee which renovated the celebration of founders day she had been prominent in advocating the democratic allotment of the senior tables and in supporting the resolution enjoining economy to respect to class day gowns and most important of all this last year the students association had carried a vote to suspend the ten o'clock curfew rule one of the three fundamental laws in the constitution it had been a victory almost in defiance of the faculty but and marian's palms pressing into her cheeks seemed to set her mouth in more resolute lines there was the honor system in college life there are certain questions which come to the front grow most absorbing and then drop entirely out of sight for a few years the honor system was one of these recurrent topics of vivid interest during marian's college days public opinion among the students had been gathering a wave-like force of increasing antagonism to the principle of discrimination embodied in the promulgation of an honor list the main objection emphasized the assumption mistaken or otherwise that the system made excellence in scholarship a question of marks voraciously critical the girl seized upon an apparent inconsistency throughout the undergraduate years the college preached the importance of independent interest in each subject of study without stress upon marks that is upon comparative facility in meeting the emergencies of recitation and examination when behold at the end of the course those who had chanced to obtain marks above a certain standard were held up for honor as distinguished beyond their mates believing that a superficial preparation could often achieve a more showily brilliant recitation some argued that the weight laid upon marks by the honor system discounted the more solid study which was not guided by calculations upon possible questions to be encountered in the classroom in defense of the system the authorities maintain that the only practicable method of preserving a record of individual accomplishment was by means of so-called marks these marks were used solely as a tangible basis for the final computation of each student's general standing they were never put forward or brought into notice in the slightest degree as an incentive to effort during the four years furthermore it was undeniable that an able student working conscientiously without reference to learning a lesson merely for the day would be thoroughly equipped for recitations and would count for more in every respect than the flimsier time server the honors were conferred not as a reward but as an acknowledgment there were distinctions of position and office for those who excelled in athletics executive force social graces literary accomplishment should not an institution existing primarily for the cultivation of the mind uphold the custom of awarding public recognition to those who surpass their companions intellectually in combined ability and industry 
during marion's senior year the crusade against honors had culminated in a petition requesting the faculty to refrain this spring from creating invidious distinctions by means of such an objectionable method besides unceasing agitation in personal conversations marion had taken a resolute part in every meeting no opposing arguments were heard and the champion of reform spoke with the unshaken courage of her convictions her speeches harped over and over upon two chords the honor system is not scholarly the honor system is not just the unscholarly tendency of the system to encourage some types of ambitious girls to study with an eye on probable percents she discussed at length but without feeling her own nature was too utterly without sympathy toward such a temptation the charge of injustice inspired far the stronger philippics the honor system is not just in the first place because it may be said to work in the dark if honors at graduation are to depend upon marks then let the marks be made known month by month and year by year do not keep them secret until the honor list comes out with a flare of publicity announcing that the specified girls have maintained their college work at a certain grade the honor system is not just in the second place because it is based on a wrong principle it is not fair to measure all the students by the same standard it is not fair to make no allowance for different tastes and specialized talents if it is absolutely necessary for the college to thrust such distinctions upon helpless seniors let the acknowledgment of excellence be found upon work in special departments substitute for the glittering vague and comparatively worthless honors the more significant distinctions of honors in greek honors in history honors in chemistry and so forth in its present form the honor system is not scholarly the honor system is not just marion's speeches invariably slipped into an exhortation at the close let the seniors unite in the might and the right of their principles and decline to support this system let them as a class protest against the public announcement of honors let each one as an individual pledge herself to refuse to notice or acknowledge in any way the possible and embarrassing contingency of finding her own name included in the list and finally in a last and most effective assault against stubborn authority let those who should chance to be appointed the speakers for commencement day stand together in an absolute and irrepealable determination to repudiate a distinction disgraceful from being based on injustice marian's hands felt very cool against her hot eyes she was pressing her forehead against the window-pane the honors had come out to-night and she was one of those appointed to be speakers on commencement day and the other girls they had followed her but lukewarmly beyond the point of protesting against the system in that petition to the faculty marian was thinking of the muffled swelling of joyous applause of the excited laughter and chatter and congratulation of the shining eyes and happy faces and the talk of telegrams in the messenger room and then she thought of that other face passing them at the staircase with the eyes staring straight ahead with lines set hard about the mouth live up to the best that is in you daughter and let the rest go remember marian your grandfather led his class the window-sash flew up with a sudden fling and marian leaned out into the soft night air sweet with the breath of wild growing things almost against her will marian's thoughts leaped back to her childhood her first success at school the headlong scamper for home the dash into the house with i've been promoted i've skipped the whole class and the way her mother had looked as she kissed her her monthly report cards the lagging or the flying step the grieved glance or the smile her high school days the year when she stood highest in latin the time she won the prize for the best essay her record through the course 
her mother's dismay over the decision of the school board to have a lecture in place of the customary exercises by the graduates on commencement no essays no valedictory no salutary perhaps marian in wistful disappointment at college if we can ever get you there the window banged down and marian groped her way to the matchbox if it were anything but what it was a question of principle she would not hesitate for a single moment of course she knew very well how much of a sacrifice her mother had made to enable her the eldest daughter in a large family to spend four years at college for all that what right has a woman to inflict her ambitious designs upon the individuals who happen to be her children it was absolutely imperative for marian to be true to herself the spirit of her whole college career demanded that she should refuse to countenance in any way a system working injustice and upheld by authority it made no difference what the other girls did she was bound by her utterances as well as by her principles she owed it to her sense of right she owed it to society she owed it to herself to decline to support the honor system by taking part in the exercises on commencement day marian had an instant's vision of the crowded chapel the gallery thronged with girls downstairs the middle pews white with seniors and then the rows and rows of guests packed from the front to the farthest corner upon the platform tiers of alumnae and instructors behind the grave ranks of professors and trustees and standing up before them all somebody in white and gazing up at her from the audience her mother's face at this point marian became aware that her fumbling had revealed only empty boxes and she stared out to borrow a match next door in the lighted hall a glance at her watch showed both hands pointing near ten she held the case to her ear in suspicion that the works had stopped running reassured by the steady ticking she had passed on and tapped at her neighbor's door before she was conscious of a dim knowledge that this girl was also on the honor list recalling the shining eyes and lips that smiled in the centre of the group by the staircase as marian heard no answering come she turned the knob mechanically intending to help herself in the free manner of their unconventional intercourse yes it would certainly be the wisest course not even in her letters to allude to reprehensible college customs it might prevent a great waste of explanation and fruitless repining if someone should never hear that her daughter had been awarded college honors and been appointed one of the speakers for commencement day from the disdainful imagining of a pile of telegrams waiting in the messenger room marian tried to recall the class meeting zealous in indignation against the system she at least would stand by her principles with cheeks growing hot over the inconsistency of the other girls she began slowly to push open the door doubtless this very neighbor of hers was still standing somewhere with smiling lips amid congratulating friends setting one foot over the threshold marian stopped short with the knob wavering in her grasp under the faint glow of a drop-light on the table a girl was crouching with her face hidden on her arms once or twice her frail shoulders rose and fell under the dead black of her gown in a long quivering sob propped against a book before her was the tear-stained picture of a woman marian had closed the door from the outside and was walking swiftly down the corridor in the direction of the messenger room End of chapter five